Time now for the morning line here on KMA. The latest rural Main Street Index report is out, and a, a survey of bank CEOs in a 10-state region, including those in KMA land. Creighton University economics professor Dr. Ernie Goss is back with us on the line this morning to decipher the latest survey results. Good morning to you, Ernie. Good morning, Mike. Good to have you with us, sir. And uh, first of all, as we check this month's report, it shows that the rural Main Street Index sank below growth neutral for the sixth straight month. For those who may not be familiar with the sport, you might want to explain what growth neutral is and what are the factors that are still bogging down the rural economy right now? Of course, uh, this is a, a survey of bank CEOs in rural areas of 10 states, including Iowa, the overall reading Ranges between zero and 100, with 50 being growth neutral. As you said, this is a sixth straight month that's been below growth neutral, and that's a heck of a lot to do with farm commodity prices, agricultural commodity prices across the nation, now not just in this part of the country, but down 18% over the last uh, 12 months. So that's really pushing down, putting downward pressure on agriculture, and we're seeing it in farm farms. Uh, the banks uh, reported that fully 44% of the farmers in their area were reported worsening financial conditions. So it's it's a challenging environment right now. What are the factors that are driving farm commodity prices down in the region, which contributes to the low uh, survey ranking we have right now? Well, on the demand side, we've got our, some of our trading nations, whether it's Japan, uh, China, Europe as well, that's there. That's weakening economic conditions there. On the supply side, we've got increases in supply coming out of Russia. We've got increases in supply coming out with its grain, with its soybean, with its corn coming out of South America, and that's putting those two factors are putting downward pressure on agricultural commodity prices. Like uh, livestock prices holding up a bit better, still even there we're seeing weakness. Forgive me if this is redundant, but it seems to me like we did talk about the the impact of the world economy and what's happening in the Midwest. Is the decline in the world economy, the inflation that it's being experienced worldwide, is that still kind of have a stranglehold on what we're doing here in the Midwest? It is, Mike, in the sense that uh, the inflationary pressures put uh, put the Fed on, uh, to raising rates, and of course those higher interest rates that has has had an impact on, for example, farm equipment sales. On the flip side, there was some positive news now. That is, if you're a, bank, a farmland uh, seller, now farmland prices have grown now for the 51st straight month, and according to our survey. Of course, that's that's more looking at the long run. In other words, farmers, when they look out the long run, they see good economic conditions. It's just short to intermediate term where we've got some challenges and we asked the bankers about the number one challenge in their area, and fully four out of ten of the bankers said uh, that, they, well, three-fourths of them reported farm commodity prices were the chief challenge farms, but it rolled over into community banks. Even there, the challenge for the bankers is lower agricultural commodity prices. What about the drought we're having now? We're still in a drought. Uh, we had a lot of snow and some uh, moisture in January, but uh, this month has been kind of hit or miss. Uh, what pa- impact is the continuing drought in our region having uh, as far as the, the rural economy is concerned? Well, it's certainly having some significant impacts in the area affected. 
But when you look at the entire region stretching from Illinois to Colorado in the west and as far south as Kansas and Missouri and far north as uh, Minnesota and uh, uh, North Dakota, we're seeing increases in supply. In other words, supply is still a big issue. We're talking about uh, average uh, corn yields about 175 bushels. That's not weak. That's pretty strong. So, it, But in the areas that are impacted where you're seeing some uh, weather conditions, it really has had a significant fallout. And you add on top of that the failure to get a farm bill coming out of Congress, still don't have a farm bill. That doesn't uh, doesn't give us a lot of confidence that we're going forward, at least for 2024. You mentioned the farm bill, and again, it's still bogged up. Uh, what are the bank CEOs saying about uh, their concerns of the fact that there is still not a farm bill right now? Well, it just gives them uh, less confidence going forward. Of course, the farmer has even less confidence about the, what's going forward. But we have, uh, the uh, back to the uh, index. The confidence index was below 50, significantly below 50, is in the 40s, and that's a confidence. So confidence is not good. Hiring was not there. And we've gone from, uh, Mike, from the hiring, we had shortages of workers. Now we've not, we've, that's flipped around, and now we don't have a lot of hiring. So hiring's not a big issue for the, the companies, the businesses on Main Street, or the farms, or the banks. We're talking with Dr. Ernie Goss, Creighton University economics professor on the morning line on KMA this morning. Now, in your survey of the 10 states, what states are the strongest right now in terms of the rural Main Street Index, and what states are struggling the most? Well, the ones that are they're doing the best would be those that depend more heavily on um, uh, a livestock. That would be Colorado and Wyoming. Those are two stronger states. And if you talk about weakness, you're talking about Kansas, Iowa, and Nebraska. And I failed to mention, well, I did sort of mention it in passing, but exports, just a real problem. Exports for 2023 were down about 8% across the region. And that, of course, is having some negative impacts as, as uh, China, for example, is dealing with their economic downturn. And that's being telegraphed back to this part of the country. This is, again, a monthly survey. Do you foresee any sort of a turnaround? What are the factors that we need to see in order to help the rural Main Street Index turn around a little bit and get above growth neutral, where it was, well, uh, so many months ago, uh, even last year? Right. And certainly, Mike, we saw an increase in exports, for example. China, economic uh, turnaround there would be great. Japan has now entered a recession. That's certainly not helping. Now, that's that has an impact, of course, on the livestock sector. But nonetheless, that's what we need to see is turnaround in terms of our trading partners, but also lower interest rates. The Fed has now raised rates five and a quarter percent over the last year and a half. That's having some negative impact, certainly on the in terms of uh, selling of equipment, equipment sales, agricultural equipment sales down again. For the, for the eighth time in the past nine months. And that's, of course, that affects the broader rural Main Street economy. On, on rural Main Street, retail sales not doing well, and also housing prices, although there are, there are a limited amount of sales, but nonetheless, housing prices are not doing all that well in the rural areas. Now, as far as inflation is concerned, we've heard conflicting reports as to whether the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates, whether we're going to see rates go down or 
stay the same? What do you expect the Federal Reserve to do uh, heading into March, April, the, the rest of the spring? What can we expect in terms of what the Feds might do as far as interest rates are concerned? Well, investors are whistling past the graveyard. They're, in, they're expecting six to seven rate cuts this year. Not going to happen. Now, uh, a lot depends on an economic downturn. If there was an economic downturn, we would see more. We're going to probably see at most two or three, and maybe even one this year, one rate cut by the Federal Reserve. And that, that's not what the market's expecting, and that's what we're going to get unless there's an economic downturn or recession nationwide. And you bring up recession. There are still those who believe that there will be a recession before the end of this year. Of course, we heard that this time last year. Uh, what do you expect? Are we still in the risk of a, of a recession right now? We certainly are, Mike. And what's holding this up and why why the expectations of recession didn't come about or hasn't come about thus far is just the federal government is spending, spending uh, the deficit is going to run between one and a half and two trillion dollars. In other words, we've got a wartime deficit in a, a relatively peaceful uh, economy. This is this is just too much spending on the federal government side, and we have to pay for that sooner or later. We will talk more about, I'm uh, sure, those factors in the future. Ernie, we thank you very much for the interview this morning, and we will talk to you again real soon. Have a good rest of the day. Always good to be with you, Mike. Thanks for having me on. You bet. That's Creighton University economics professor Dr. Ernie Goss on the morning line on KMA.